those of you who maybe it's your first time here, uh, my name is Phil. I'm the pastor here. Thank you for coming tonight. Thank you to all of you for coming tonight. Thanks for coming to our uh, fall festival, which we'll talk about a little bit. Um, thank you to those of you who donated your trunks. Uh, <laughs> bringing, oh, I almost swore, bringing lots of candy. Uh, that's my nightmare. I have dreams about accidentally dropping the F-bomb into the microphone and me not realizing it, which probably wouldn't matter here at TNL. But uh, thanks for bringing a lot of candy. Thanks for decorating your trunks. Thanks for getting here early. Um, I, I'm sure that you saw it. The kids had a blast, and that's what it's really all about. So thank you. Uh, so Halloween, it's a week from yesterday. Uh, that is shaky. American Protestantism has a complicated relationship with Halloween right? Um, as a product of that tradition and from growing up in the aftermath of the satanic panic of the 1980s, uh, I also have a complicated relationship with Halloween. Uh, maybe you have a similar story. Uh, most years growing up, rather than trick-or-treating, we'd spend the evening at our church. Um, we would go through obstacle courses, we would play fun games, and we would still get loads of candy like kids did tonight. And I honestly had a great time doing that. Uh, but we, we like weren't really allowed to dress up, uh, except for this one year when I was really young, I had to be like maybe four, uh, we were allowed to dress up as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which, uh, was just a dream come true. Uh, I was so happy to see, uh, Sarah decorate her car as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle themed. Uh, we loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This was like 1992, maybe. Um, and there are four boys in my family. And if for some reason you don't know, there's four Ninja Turtles. So it worked out really, really well. I also have a youngest sister, uh, but she either wasn't born yet or, or she was too young to dress up. Um, but uh, if she had been, you can bet that she would have been April and it would have been awesome. Uh, anyway, typically we weren't allowed to dress up and we definitely were not allowed to go trick-or-treating. Anything that resembled what everyone else did for Halloween was evil because Halloween was evil, which just made the whole thing awkward growing up. But to give you an idea of just how awkward Halloween was, uh, the one time that I can remember going trick-or-treating, uh, it's possible I went more than this, but the only time that I can remember was one year, my family for Halloween was out in Pennsylvania. We were visiting my cousins. My cousins were allowed to go trick-or-treating because their parents were considerably more chill. So we got to go too. This is, not, this is not the win that you might think because we were only allowed to go, we were only allowed to dress up as Bible characters. What on earth does that mean, you might be asking? What, like, what does a Bible character wear? Basically, we all wore sandals and bathrobes. And this part I don't get. <laughs> I was trying to remember why we did this and I, for the life of me, cannot. We wore towels on our heads, but like, like a pirate bandana, but it was a towel, a bath towel. It made zero sense. Uh, we looked like, bath, like bubble bath pirates. And, and no one whose door we knocked on had any idea what we were supposed to be. Every single person asked. And by the end of the night, we're like, we're... We're Bible characters, it's fine. Just give us candy. This is the one shot we have at this. <laughs> but hey, you, you know, we dressed up as Bible characters, so Satan's Halloween plans for that year were thwarted. A lot of this tension with this holiday is, is understandable to me. I get it. 
there is a lot about this holiday that is just gross and, and sadistic and evil. It makes for a complicated relationship with, with our faith and this holiday to the point where churches don't even say Halloween, right? Like us included tonight, you're at our fall festival. Look at that terrible graphic. I can say it's terrible because I made it a couple of hours ago. I tried to find like the, just the most generic fall background I could find and just put fall festival over the top of it. And that's what I did. Look at it. It's terrible. I've seen churches uh, uh, put on cringe name things like Jesus ween. Yeah, terrible or holy ween, which is very ironic. And we'll get to uh, Matt Paulson and I were talking about that the, the other day. It's just, we'll get to it uh, or harvest festivals or fall festival or any litany of things other than like Halloween or Halloween party, which is really unfortunate because at its inception in its purest form, Halloween was actually something really beautiful. Let's start with this. Do you know what Halloween means? It's actually two words crammed together and, and a contraction. It's actually supposed to, the word just Halloween is supposed to look like this with an apostrophe between the two E's because it's actually hallow even, which literally means holy evening. Halloween means holy evening. So calling something holy ween is like, mm, you were so close. You almost got there. Holy evening. In many ways, this holiday that we have coming up next week uh, today feels like the opposite of anything that you would call holy evening, doesn't it? And, and that's because the, the Halloween that we have today is an amalgamation of several different traditions, some Christian, some not, that uh, have fused together over a very long period of time to the point where we're not totally sure where all of these different <laughs> uh, things that we do on Halloween come from. But for instance, where did the whole dressing up thing come from? Where did dressing up in costumes come from? One of the traditions where, where this idea comes from was the belief that departed souls uh, wandered the earth until November 1st. So October 31st provided the very last night that uh, these souls could get vengeance on whoever had wronged them in their lives, vengeance on their enemies. So on that day and night, if you didn't want a, a departed soul to get vengeance on you, you would dress up to disguise yourselves from them. So, so then they wouldn't be able to find you because they're looking for you and you're dressed up as someone else. It was literally to trick these dead souls into not being able to find you, which if that's true, you have to think like that had to be very awkward <laughs> the first few years that anyone did this, right? Because if you say it hits October 31st and you're just in your town, you know, everyone in your town and all of a sudden this one guy is dressed up as someone completely different all day you knew instantly that guy had done something shady that year <laughs> and he had a guilty conscience was just trying to hide from this ghost. Holy night, holy evening was supposed to be like Christmas Eve for these two back-to-back -back holidays called All Saints Day and All Souls Day that happened on November 1st and November 2nd. These were holidays. All Saints Day was a holiday to remember all of the heroes of the church, the heroes of faith that came before us, and then All Souls Day was a day to <laughs> celebrate the normals, celebrate all the rest of us in, in, in its purest, not being cynical form. It was, to, it was two days really to honor everyone that had come before us and had given uh, their lives to put us in the place that we are now. 
It, it was two days to be reminded of the finiteness of life and, and to celebrate the gift of life. There was always a focus on death in these, for these two days, but it was like in a positive way, not, an, not a celebration of evil. These days were meant to, to actively put into practice what we read in, in Psalm 90, which says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. These holidays were meant to remind us of how fleeting our lives are in order to spur us on to action, to challenge us not to waste our lives, to push us to reach our potential, to grow into the people that God created us to be. Because we were made to grow. And Holy Night, Halloween, and All Saints Day and All Souls Day were reminders of that truth. And so we want to recapture some of that original intent. We want to capture some of that original intent and spend some time focusing on growth, on growing into the people that God created us to be. Because like I said, we were all made to grow. And so for the next few weeks, we're going to be spending some time in a series um, talking about growth. We say every week that you are accepted here just as you are, which is absolutely true. And there is no but statement that follows that. What we do say is, and we hope that you don't stay the same because we hope for every single person, me included, every single person in this room, our hope is that as we continue to encounter the divine love and grace of God together, that we will grow more and more into the people that he created us to be. So we're going to spend some time the next few weeks talking about that. And the picture that I picked for this series is called, this is the pillars of creation. These are these incredible structures of interstellar dust and gas uh, where new stars are growing about 6,500 light years away in our very own Milky Way galaxy. This is happening as we speak, or at least we can see it as we speak, which was 6,500 years ago. But let's not get lost in the weeds here. This is the original photograph of, that the Hubble took of this in 1995. And just this year, we got an updated image of this from the James Webb Space Telescope, which looks like this, which is just like stunning. This is amazing. Uh, the pillars of creation are one of the closest regions of active star formation to Earth. And, and in it, we can see, it's one of the only places where we can see stars being formed right in front of us. And you can see that if you zoom into any of these pillars. Uh, all of those little red dots, those are new stars being formed. Those red dots are proto-stars. They're cocoons of gust, gust, gas and dust, gust, uh, so dense that they are collapsing together under the weight of their own gravity. And as the clouds collapse, they start forming into these rotating spheres, which eventually become so dense that the hydrogen atoms in their cores begin to fuse together in, in a process of nuclear fusion, which then makes the stars illuminate and shine. Now, I didn't just tell you all that because I love space and I'm a nerd. That is true, but I, I, I love this image for so many different reasons, but I, I love it for this series because it's a beautiful snapshot of this phenomenon in nature where given the right conditions and enough time, these new stars can't help but grow. It's what they're made to do. The same is true for us. Given enough time and with intention, along with God's grace, we grow. We are always changing. We are always progressing. We are always growing. The question is, what are we growing into? 
There's no such thing as staying the same. We are not static beings. We're always growing towards something. Is it the person that God created us to be or is it something less? So together, we want to set our intentions towards growing more into the people that God created us to be. And and we want to do that together. Part of why a worshiping community like ours is important, uh, is important to our growth is that community helps us set our intentions together. And, And it helps us to keep growing in that direction, even when things get hard. So that's what we're going to be focusing on these next few weeks. How can we be intentional in growing more and more into God, who God has created us to be in this season right now? And so I, I hope you'll join us for this next month of November uh, because you could be more than you are today. I could be more than I am today. I don't say that to shame anyone. And I hope you don't hear shame in that statement. We are all accepted here, just as we are, wherever we're at in this journey of growing into the people that God created us to be. And God created each one of us to be more than who we are today. There are exactly 67 days left this year. Let's spend a few weeks being intentional in in growing spiritually the remainder of this year. Let's pray. God, thank you. Uh, thank you for weird traditions that, that point us back toward the gift of life. God, thank you for nights to set aside to reflect on uh, how beautiful and how fleeting our lives are. God, I hope all of us in this season feel uh, encouraged and, and challenged to, to grow to grow more and more into the people that, that you created us to be, to grow more into our truest selves. God, I pray that we would do that with each other, uh, with love and grace. God, we love you. Amen.